Hello and welcome to Rams Revealed. I'm your host, J.B. Long. It is Thursday, September 10th, which means the 2020 season has finally arrived. Full disclosure now, our guest for this week one preview is Austin Corbett. And we were actually scheduled to get his thoughts on the Cowboys and the season ahead yesterday, but he canceled on us. For the first time in the history of this podcast, we have been stood up. And so it goes without saying, we were very offended. We took it personally. And naturally, we complain to management through tantrums until, as a result, here is the 25-year-old Rams offensive lineman a day later to explain himself to us. Cannot wait to hear this excuse to us, and it better be a good one. What was more important yesterday than podcasting with us? Yeah, you know, uh, I would have loved to have sit down and chat, but uh, after practice, I had to immediately get back in the car and head to the hospital because Tuesday night, my uh, wife and I welcomed our first little boy into the world. Uh, Ford Charles Corbett, and so I had to get back over there and make sure they were doing all right. Well, many congratulations to you and your wife, Madison, and welcome to the Ramley Ford Charles. How's it going? How's everyone doing? They're doing great. You know, uh, we were able to get home last night at about nine o'clock from the hospital, and uh, he's a big guy, you know, nine pounds, 22 and a half inches long, um, but he's doing great and uh, just getting some sleep, and, and so they're, they're happy to be here, and you know, he was he came on the off day, so He's already doing right. So you haven't even missed a practice? No, we've been doing good. That's terrific. Uh, last December, as you and your Rams were getting set to travel to Dallas, we were actually due with our seconds. Uh, my wife was induced on a Friday in part because our son was so big, but in mm -hmm. part because kickoff against the Cowboys was fast approaching on a Sunday. <laughs> are you relieved that the timing worked out so that you are able to participate this weekend? Because I know I was. Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, his actual due date isn't until the uh, 17th. And so he came early on his own, and uh, I think he just kind of knew what, what was going on. It's just in his blood at this point. And, uh, you know, it, it helps out just not to even have to think about, you know, the what ifs. And, and we're here, and we're ready for the game now. Way to go. You can tell Ford's a gamer, like you said. Uh, last time we spoke, one more family matter. There was this epic quarantine board game battle being waged between you and Madison, if I recall correctly. And you had this chart with all the results and the updated tally. So how did that play out in the third trimester in the final days of summer before you went back to work? Yeah, you know, we, we still got after it pretty good. Um, you know, it, it came hard trying to find some new games just because we played so many. Um, but I think we were still, you know, over the 400 mark of total games played. And uh, it was pretty close. Um, the overall score, I think it was like give or take one or two um, who had the edge. And I want to say me, but I got to double check. But you know, who knows? You're, you're a brave man even trying to take that title against uh, a 37, 38-week pregnant wife. That's pretty impressive. Daring. <laughs> uh, it, it's in the blood. We're too competitive to let anything get in the way. If you had to say at the end of the offseason, what, what is the single best social distancing board game or card game that you came across? Uh, for two people, we really enjoy Monopoly Deal. That's yes. just a card version of Monopoly. And uh, I think it is kind of – and we kind of changed the rules enough to extend games and make it a little more challenging to win. So that, that was probably one of our top ones for sure. It is nice to be able to play a game of Monopoly in less than like six days, isn't it? I mean, we also played full Monopoly just because we had the time. I think we played like <laughs> six full Monopolies. 
Well, one other uh, personal thing before we start talking some football. Happy 25th birthday last weekend. Completely overshadowed by the arrival of your son, I'm sure. But were you able to celebrate in some small way? We're kind of hoping that, you know, for some chance he might show up on Saturday and be exactly 25 years apart. But it's all right. It's, uh, It's a pretty good birthday gift, I'd say. Well, quite a week. Happy birthday and congratulations on the addition uh, to your family. And as for the Rams and specifically the offensive line, I have to ask, right guard, right guard? What happened to left yeah. guard? Yeah, you know, it's just part of the business, right? Like uh, offensive line, you're just out there and whatever the five is, you're going to go out and do everything you can to make sure that, you know, Jared has time and, you know, Malcolm and Cam, they got time to make their cuts because we got some real special guys and they're going to get it done. Is there any story behind how they approached you to make that switch, whose idea it was, what your emotions were as they proposed it? Yeah, you know, I think just uh, the coaches just collaborating and, you know, figuring out what five they want out there and, you know, who's more comfortable and what side of the ball. And uh, I think being in Cleveland, kind of rotating a lot over there, playing a lot of positions, they knew that I could do that. And so they were comfortable with me, you know, being on that right side, having got a lot of work at that in Cleveland as well. How about technically, fundamentally, are there any adjustments that you can share with us about the difference between playing between Austin and Rob versus Austin and Witt on the left side? Yeah, you know, I think it's just uh, having, I mean, Austin's going to be the same, right? I think it's, uh, I understand how he fits it already, just flip it in my head there. And I think it was just a little time getting used to Rob and how he hits blocks a little differently and just his mindset of what he thinks going into things. So we spent a lot of time during training camp just talking talking technique, talking you know, where his eyes are and what he's seeing, what he's expecting out of me. And I think we had a really, really very successful camp um, just getting on the same page with one another. Well, that's great to hear. And I don't want to speak for all Rams fans, but I think for a large segment of them, the offensive line is the key to the Rams season. Part of that is because of how last year went. Part of that is because how they saw Sean McVay operate with the continuity in 17 and in 18. Do you agree or disagree with the offensive line having, you know, a big burden on their shoulders to go out and execute and allow the rest of the offense to do their job? Yeah, I think 100%. um, I think whatever organization you're talking about, it's always going to come down to the offensive line. And every football team, you know, from youth to to where we are now in the NFL, it starts up front, the offensive line. And I think that's a mentality that, you know, a true offensive lineman holds and carries with them. Um, There's five of us, and – we're, we have to be working as one at all times. So, you know, we take pride in that and we make sure we're on the same page so we can be rolling. The fact that the Rams did not really bolster this group, either in the draft or free agency, was a resounding statement, I thought, a vote of confidence in your group, choosing to kind of run it back with essentially that same core, plus Tremaine Ancrum in the seventh round. What did you make of that vote of confidence as it transpired this offseason? Yeah, I think that really just uh, helped out in the offseason coming to- you know, through and, and being together and just having that continuity and being able to build off of what we had last year. Now, I think we all felt pretty comfortable that we were uh, building as the year went on and growing together and being able just to continue that out with, without much change really helps just the mindset. Um, people hit the ground running and kind of just take, you know, take off right where, right from the end of the year last year. How about individually? How would you say you're different and hopefully in a better place as a player this year as opposed to where you might have been in November, December of last year asked to change teams and systems midseason as you were? 
yeah, I think just, you know, finally having an off season to get a full install of the playbook and have some more time to digest uh, concepts and, and, you know, just the offense in general, whereas, you know, I was just thrown in the live bullets last year and just going out there to survive. But you now this year I have plenty of time to understand concepts and, and schemes and, and fits and just different things. So I think just a level of comfortability um, and just, you know, having that time to digest things. Is there a tactful way to tell us whether you feel like there's an advantage playing for Aaron Cromer and Sean McVay without making it sound like you're sliding anyone in Cleveland where they gave you your first NFL shot? Yeah, I think uh, both Coach Crom and McVay do a fantastic job of understanding offensive line play. Um, just kind of, you know, how a body moves, understanding that not everyone moves the same and being able to adapt from there. And I think they just both do a fantastic job of evaluating you as a player and you know, allowing you to move in the most efficient way to get the job done. Hmm. So in my eyes, Austin, you're the highest drafted lineman on the roster, of course. You were one pick away from being what we would label a first rounder, right? And you've got legitimate starting experience now entering your prime. I'm personally fired up for you. Like, I think this could be a breakout campaign for Austin Corbett. Do you sense that as well? Yeah, I just think, um, you know, not from like the personal breakout, I think just the confidence that we have in this team from camp right now and that feeling just allows me to feel good because we're rolling and, you know, just offense feels good with what we had in training camp. And so um, just ride that confidence, ride that, you know, feel good and just you can go out and play and you don't have to think. So it allows you to be successful and, you know, just get fired up for those other guys when they score. Speaking of those other guys, so here we are on the eve of the new season and you watch them every day on the field and in your film cutups, your meetings. Who do you think is poised for a big season on the Rams? Yeah, I, you know, I think really uh, Tyler Hayes just continued right where they left off last year and just continue to make those strides. And, I mean, all three and four of our receivers, I mean, Van Jefferson had a heck of a camp and, you know, Coop, Robert, uh, Josh Reynolds, I mean, they all just look fantastic. And, you know, Cam – yeah, uh, Malcolm Brown, just all these guys, Daryl, I mean, they just look so good. And uh, just the way Jared's been commanding us the whole time, you know, I, I'm just fired up for every guy you look at. Cause, I mean, it, it felt good just all camp long. That was an all pro answer. I think you read the whole depth chart. Perfectly done. Nice, <laughs> nicely job, Austin Corbett. Um, all right. So the next question I'm, I'm going to ask is a little bit uncomfortable for me. So brace yourself and, and know where I'm coming from is a good place on this one. The question ultimately that I'll get to is how do you handle criticism? Because I would like to learn from your experience. Um, the reason I ask is because I will never forget when the Rams made the trade for you. The first article I read about, okay, who's Austin Corbett? Here's the headline from the Cleveland paper. Maybe you saw it. Austin Corbett was one of the Cleveland Browns worst draft picks of the last 20 years. And I was just blown away like that. That was cruel. And it was meant more as a criticism of the general manager, John Dorsey, I know, but still. So from your standpoint, you know, other than the, Hey, it doesn't matter what the media thinks answer. Is there any advice or perspective you have regarding dealing with criticism in any walk of life? Yeah, I know it's uh, I mean, it's still not a good feeling whether it's, you know, directed, you know, right at you or you know, taking a shot at someone else. Um, it's not a good feeling. And, and I think for me, um, you know, I try obviously not to read the headlines and I think I do a great job, but I think my uh, Madison takes a lot of that burden for me uh, because I'm able to control what I'm doing on the field. And, you know, I know what I'm doing where she's the one at home reading these headlines and I mean, yeah, I tell her, but 
when she just constantly read these headlines, it's hard not to believe it. And so, um, unfortunately, I think she takes a lot of that burden off for me. And I kind of take it personal on that, that I have to do my job better to make sure that, you know, she's comfortable at home, that, you know, she can just trust it. We can go out there and enjoy, enjoy watching football and just not have that stress, you know, just overlooming us. And I think, you know, when we show up here, it's, it's that fresh start. So we were able to just to completely forget about everything that was once said and, we can move on and just completely start over and, and enjoy this new this new team. Well, if you're anything like me, the blessing of a family, you mentioned your wife, and now especially having children sure does make it a lot easier to let those words kind of roll off your back and keep things in proper perspective. So I wish that for many years ahead for you and the rest of your professional career. Um, let's move on to the Cowboys as we finish up here this edition of Rams Revealed. First of all, is it striking to you that you're going to be playing a week one football game? Like, was there ever any doubt in your mind that this moment would get here, given all the realities we were dealing with and still are? Yeah, I think, you know, kind of right in the thick of quarantine, everyone was really questioning, just like, how long is this going to last? And uh, so it's, I mean, we're here now, and obviously we got tons of protocol and procedures to follow, but that means I get to go play football on a Sunday again, then I'll do whatever. And, um, you know, it's going to be different. That's for, it's it's going to be, but you just got to embrace it. You can't let that be a distraction because, I mean, it's a distraction for everyone. So you don't have that excuse and, you know, people want to make that, that built-in excuse, but you can't. And so I think uh, we're going to be in there and we, you know, we got to scrimmage in the stadium a couple of times. So having that feeling and when you're on the field, you don't think about that. There's no one in the stands. You're so locked into the game that, I mean, you go sit on the bench, then you'd be like, oh, this is a little different, and then go right back out there and do your thing anyway. When you were playing through that white noise, the 75 decibels or whatever the limit is, did you have any concern about uh, needing a silent count at any point this year, or is that uh, for another day? No, you're, you're pretty good. I think you're, you can tone out that noise. I mean, it's pretty constant, and just so you're, you're, your brain will do a great job. I mean, you get so locked in and focused on the game anyway that that's not a big deal. That'll come in handy when you're on the road in places like Philadelphia and Buffalo in weeks to come. Uh, as for the Cowboys, it's wild to think this group was scheduled to have Gerald McCoy too, because goodness, are they loaded up front. Um, how would you describe the opening night challenge that the Cowboys present specifically with their defensive front? I think it's just the unknown. You know, there's no preseason games to understand. They're coming in with a new coordinator. And uh, so you don't, we just don't know, you know, we got our, you know, our well-educated guesses based off of just history, but it's still unknown. So I think we're just going to have to go out there in those first couple of drives and just be on the attacking front and not let them, not let the unknown get us off schedule. And so just, you know, go out there, apply our rules, apply our techniques and, and just go figure it out. We regroup on the sideline, look at the pictures and, and adjust from there. Okay. Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, how good of an excuse is, hon, I got a game coming. I got the Cowboys. I can't handle an overnight diaper change or feeding. How's that going to go over at the Corbett household? Um, I mean, she was born in Texas, so football has been ingrained into her life forever. So she's already telling me that I don't have any of those duties and then I'm getting my sleep and that I still got to go you know, dominate this game. And so, I mean, she's amazing. She's such a trooper. You know, she's just incredible. And, you know, her parents will be and here to help. And so, um, I mean, that's unbelievable how special my wife is and, and understanding the importance of football while balancing this family as well. 
I can hear the love in your voice. We've got an early front runner for MVP. Well done, Madison. Congratulations to all the Corbett's. We wish you well this season. Thank you for your time as you prepare for the Dallas Cowboys week one in primetime, Austin. Awesome. Thanks, JB. And for you, our audience, if you enjoyed our conversation with Austin Corbett, please do subscribe to this podcast so that you can be notified when the next episode is available throughout the season. I'm so glad that we were able to battle through the technical challenges of podcasting remotely and recording conversations over phone lines and Zoom to really get to know this 2020 team better during a long and difficult summer. Now it's finally game week, so enjoy everyone. For Austin, Jory, Rudy, Talia, Travis, and Tiffany, I'm JB Long, and this is Ramp Review.